everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dressed, the history of fashion is a production of Dressed Media. billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the history of fashion, a podcast that explores the who, what, when of why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts, April Callahan and Cassidy Zachary. Hello, dress listeners, and welcome back to part two of our conversation with four-time Academy Award-winning costume and production designer, Katherine Martin. Today, she is back to talk about her work on the recently released Elvis biopic, directed by her husband, Baz Luhrmann, and of course, starring Austin Butler in the titular role. The film earned an incredible eight Oscar nominations, including two for Katherine for costume design and production design. And I am so excited to talk to her about this movie, April, because I personally loved it. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Have you checked it out? I have. I have. I I saw it kind of um, when it kind of flipped over to streaming kind of early on. Um, and I enjoyed it as well. I, I actually realized I didn't know too, too, too much about Elvis's entire history um, and his kind of like very messed up working relationship with his manager. Right? Um, that was wild. <laughs> so I did enjoy it. And, and of course, it was a feast for the eyes as to be expected. It has everything that we have come to expect from Baz Luhrmann's high-octane dreamscapes, which are, of course, brought to life by Catherine and her incredible team. And as we will learn, this film is even more incredible in the fact that it was not only filmed in Australia, far, far, far from Graceland, it was filmed during COVID. And I join our listeners cast in saying that I cannot wait to hear more about Catherine's work on this incredible film. So let's listen back in on your conversation. Catherine, I am so excited to talk to you about Elvis, which has to be one of the most exciting, heartbreaking, and beautiful films I have seen in a long time. So I'm hoping you can take us behind the scenes of your design process a bit. Did the fact that you are illustrating the life of a very real and beloved figure, for instance, change your approach at all? I think in my diseased mind, I thought this was going to be a technical flex, but not so much of a creative flex and it actually turned out to be really hard (laughs) and um firstly the scale of the show was ginormous and I just underestimated the idea that there were going to be all these crowd scenes of over 450 people and that even in the 50s there would be four different distinct groups so it wasn't like I just could have kind of vaguely 50s clothes and kind of mix them all up and redress them, whatever. It was huge. So we ended up with nine over 9,000 complete extras outfits, like wow. shoes, undies, socks, all of that, over three decades. So that, I think, 
I really underestimated. And just like, you know, we were super, super lucky because the state in Australia where we were shooting, it was still, we were in still COVIDing. Um, and we had all the COVID things in place, but, you know, all the precautions in place, but we were really lucky because there wasn't any community transmission. Right. So it meant, you know, you were working in kind of security and people were happy because they could go to the bookstore or the mall. Yes, you had to wear a mask or whatever, but you could go and have a coffee, you could go to a restaurant, you could go to the movies. So it was sunny, you know, so there was good mood. But what you forget, you know, there was a bit of a supply chain issue. There was a limit time and money and energy and just all of the kind of things that you wouldn't have expected with COVID. Like we probably needed about 30% more stock. So that put a huge pressure on our workroom because they kind of with background, I really like to sort of divide it into thirds. I like to have about a third vintage or hired, a third purchase, new, like whatever that means and about a third that we actually make in the workroom. And it just put an enormous pressure on the workroom because they had to churn through just a lot of stuff because we couldn't have as many people as we would have in a fitting room with extras because of COVID restrictions, quite rightly, no complaints. But it meant that we couldn't get through as many fittings per day working weekends to catch up and then on top of that a third of what we had in stock was always being laundered or in the ozone cabinet or having a uv treatment or whatever so it just right. meant the volume of stuff we had to have was far greater than we imagined because with the COVID, you know, if someone touched something, that was immediately, we couldn't just go, mm, that should look terrible on them, but it's going to look great on you. Sorry, that's out of action for 12 hours while we clean it. But it kind of adds to the, um, you know, some creative stress because you just feel like you're dealing with a smaller and smaller pool and all your favourite pieces have disappeared and how do you get them back into the mix in time to actually be on someone's body are there rental houses in australia we rented some stuff um, from rental houses we purchased a lot of vintage stock and vintage collections but then you know something from 1950 is really old and we have different body shapes and Right. <laughs> you have to think about, is this the right thing to do to be using that on that person? So that was a big challenge. And I was lucky enough to have another designer, costume designer in Iron White. I had a great wardrobe supervisor and assistant costume designer in Kerry Thompson. And then Jan Hurley came on. She's a designer in her own right, but she came on as the extras supervisor and stylist and what that meant was that we just had incredible attention to detail and she got it she got what we were looking for and just a really great eye and then also just I have such a great team so supportive they know that I alter every single 
they know they've worked with me for so long that it's not even worth arguing with me about so that I will alter a costume on like there are always alterations everything gets tailored to everyone and everyone was so creative and great and then in the main workroom the level of skill is just incredible and the two the two main female cutters come from a fashion background and they just did an extraordinary extraordinary job and I had my tailor Gloria Barber who did all of Elvis's clothes who I've worked with for 30 years. Cass as you know we are going to be expanding our fashion history travel offerings this year Mm -hmm. so you better bet that I'm going to be brushing up on my language skills with Rosetta Stone. With more than 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and so many more, that world out there is practically at the tip of your tongue. And that's right, dress listeners. For more than 30 years, Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning. There are no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which is incredible. You learn by immersion, and their programs are available to use on your desktop or as an app. And let's not forget that there is an amazing built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation so you learn the proper accent from the very start. For limited time dress listeners, you can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I have to say congratulations because you and your team really did the most incredible job on these costumes that were just spectacular. And it must be a particularly unique undertaking to design costumes for a real person whose sartorial choices, it has to be said, are incredibly well documented. Can you take us into that design process? In terms of Elvis's clothes, I think the biggest challenge was realizing early on that just copying Elvis's clothes slavishly and not taking into account who Austin was and what Austin's interpretation of Elvis was, was taking us down a weird path, sort of like a Halloween, a kind of macabre Halloween thing. And so I think that's something that Baz, Austin and I realised early on. And then it's really subtle variations on a theme. So we are lucky enough that the black leather jacket and pants from 68 special exists, the real one. I can call Angie, the archivist at Graceland, who was such a marvellous resource and such a wonderful woman and such a great, like just so great at helping us and nothing was ever too difficult and she would we'd say to her can you measure like every part of the suit photograph it give us all the dimensions and so we'd make a toile from photographs and from all the dimensions 
And then you'd put it on Austin and you go, it's not quite right. And you'd realise the approach needed to be Bill Ballou is designing, Bill Ballou's the original designer of that outfit and he was the originator of that really high Napoleonic collar. Bill Ballou is designing this leather jacket and pants for Austin Elvis. What subtle changes are we going to make to make it feel seamlessly connected to Austin's physiognomy? And so it was just really subtle things like moving pockets slightly, scaling them a little bit differently, changing the height of the collar. But it was really about, it was just work that I underestimated. And poor Austin, he just suffered. He just put in hour after hour of endless costume fitting and always horrible or unpleasant at the end of an incredibly long rehearsal day we'd be like shoving him into a fat suit and then it was always too tight or he couldn't get his head through it was just horrendous like you just think I just kept thinking to myself you must think I'm a total idiot because how can I just be bringing out this same thing over and over again and it's just not working? It's the magic that happens in the fitting room where the actor and the clothes and somehow we find this incredible symbiosis between all the elements and that time is so important. I remember like we are having lots of trouble with the structure of the Russwood suit on Elvis, the black kind of much more tailored 50 suit and we couldn't understand why when he pulled all the shapes it just wasn't working and then together we were standing because Austin is the world's greatest expert on Elvis and I say that really with almost no irony and we were just looking looking at all these shots of him in more tailored suit jackets because it's different in that more jacket, cardigan, Hollywood jacket, because that just has more natural movement. And we both went, oh, my God, he never did the top button up of his jackets. He only ever did the second one up. And as soon as we did that, everything worked. And we were like high-fiving, just going, oh, I can't believe we've been in here for hours. I've made you try on hundreds of jackets. We've made different shapes, different pants, different, bigger, sh- shorter, different proportions. Da, da, da. And finally we just went, oh, my God. It was just such a moment of like an aha moment where you just are like, you know, the angels are singing and everything is like, all's right with the world. And Austin, such a serious actor and such a wonderfully nice young man, you know, who tries really, really hard and works so hard and you just want to make it right for them. And I'm sure your clothing was so, I mean, obviously you've talked about it, but so integral to his performance of Elvis. I mean, I'm sure our listeners have seen how much work and research Austin did to choreograph like seamlessly how he moved down to the smallest detail because there's so much documentation. Um, I mean, he put in so much work and I can only imagine that the clothing had to be right for him to, to move like Elvis, to dance like Elvis. And he wanted it like we would watch video during the fitting. we just look at all of the detail. we try and make it as good as possible. And, you know, well, not 
it's not trying to make it as good as possible, trying to make it as seamlessly part of his version of Elvis as possible, you know. Um, and that was just an incredible journey. And just being in a room with actors and discovering and working and collaborating on costume is what it's all about because that's when the clothes really come to life. You know, you can have all the sketches, you can have all the toiles, you can work on a stand till you're blue in the face, but it's the moment of alchemy between the performer and the clothes that changes everything. I've really enjoy that process but this movie was really that was one of the things I think I learned the most about I had a really and I've talked about it before but I had a great collaboration with Alton Mason and we made him this beautiful gold lame suit for his performance moment in Club Handy and it all seemed to have been talked about we were all very happy with it but then when we went to go and try it on Alton just didn't feel it was at the right it was too much for that part of his journey. And he said, I think I'm still a church boy. I haven't gone into the later 50s where I'm totally outrageous. I've just done the hair. I've just done the makeup. But I'm still wearing an outfit I'd wear to church with my grandmother. You know, it's kind of like, wow, we're 48 hours out. This is going to go, wow. And I go, no, okay, like I really get that. I get that. And like Paul Baz, he was on set. We had this big long talk. Baz said, yep, I think you should explore this idea. I think Austin, you know, Alton has a point. And we started just working together, you know, running through the rails, putting things together, fitting everything back on him. And we came up with a costume that was 10 times better. And it was exhilarating. Well, it's nice to hear that you still get that excited after working in the film industry for as many decades as you have. And again, because, you know, we all there's there has to be all these expectations on your shoulders, too, with creating these films and like the amount of work that goes into creating these films and then putting them out into the world and seeing how, you know, people react. I mean, everyone, I think across the board, Elvis has received such wonderful reviews. I mean, Austin did such an incredible job and the clothing and production design everything was so fabulous so congratulations well thank you so much yeah and in closing I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts about just what it was like to work with the legacy of Elvis Presley you went into the archives you went to Graceland you were in his home you you handled his clothing what was it like to to be that close to that very real and special person I think for me the extraordinary thing about Elvis Presley from a style perspective or particularly from the costuming perspective is that he was an extraordinary creator of iconic looks for himself and he was able to reinvent himself over three decades with such a singular vision. Like he understood who he was, how that intersected with the history of the day, what period he was in. And you've got to think, you know, he was the first person in his family to get a high school education. So the level of visual sophistication 
that Elvis actually was able to use muster. His discernment was extraordinary and his style is evident from when he's really a young adolescent and this ability to basically style himself is something that I think in a day and age where people are styled, we don't really understand how groundbreaking his approach to creating characters really for performing because he was a very, he had stage fright right up until the end. He was always worried. And I think he used clothes and he used his stage persona and a mythos that he created through clothes to create something that became more than just the man Elvis Presley. And so I think that was the great privilege to actually be able to get inside that extraordinary, like to actually understand, wow, he actually came up with that. Well, Catherine, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to share all of these insights. I'm leaving very inspired today and I know our dress listeners are as well. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I'm thrilled to have been on. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wonderful insights um, into your career and taking us behind the seams of Elvis. Cass Elvis, the movie had to have been an incredibly unique experience within the trajectory of her and Baz's film career. On Tuesday, you two talked about Moulin Rouge, which was a fictional fantasy rooted in a historical period, and also The Great Gatsby, which is, of course, based on a very popular 1920s novel. But with Elvis, they were taking on a very real icon's life and legacy. Yeah, and it was really such a special undertaking and something they did with the full backing of the Presley family, April, with whom they worked very closely to really do his incredible story justice. And they did it in a really beautiful way. And in fact, at this year's Met Gala, Catherine, Baz, Austin, and some of the other film's cast were joined on the red carpet by Priscilla Presley herself, which was so special. Sadly, of course, Elvis's daughter, Lisa Marie, passed away in January of this year. But you can just tell that there is so much heart that went into this movie. And Catherine and her team really worked to pay homage to Elvis's incredible sartorial legacy. And we actually didn't get a chance to talk about it in the interview. But I read another interview that Catherine did. And she actually had some of the people who made Elvis's original performance wear work on the movie, which is just... so amazing. Yeah, so cool. In our interview, she mentioned having access to Elvis's actual clothing through Graceland's archive. And so she was able to examine a lot of it in person. And she talks about encountering that white suit that he wears in the 68 comeback special and how upon examining it, she saw that it, there was a label in it. It was made by a company called BK Enterprises. And she says that she actually tracked down the, the husband and wife team who own BK Enterprises, Butch and Kim Polston, who are very much alive, and that they actually brought in someone by the name of Jean Doucette, who worked with Elvis's original costume designer, Bill, stitching and adding studs to the jumpsuits for the movie. So she says that the most touching thing was that Jean was on hand to chain stitch Austin's jumpsuits just as he had Elvis's. I mean, how special is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and probably special to the creators and the makers themselves as well to be part of it right. again the second right. time on the silver screen. So dress listeners, if you have not already seen Elvis, you can check it out. It is streaming on HBO if you've subscribed to that platform. 
That does it for us this week. Dress listeners, may you consider what your sartorial legacy might just be next time you get dressed. Remember, we love hearing from you. So if you'd like to write to us, you can do so by emailing us at hello at dressedhistory.com. You can also DM us on Instagram at dressed underscore podcast, where you'll find images and reels accompanying each week's episodes. And if you would like to find the Instagram content specifically related to this episode um, or these two parts of the two-part episode, you can search the hashtags dressed321 and dressed322. That's hashtag dressed321 and dressed322. Also, don't forget, you can now listen to Dressed ad-free. For just $3 a month, you can subscribe to our exclusive content via the button in our show notes or on our Linktree and Instagram. And that exclusive content is the ad-free version of the podcast. It will show up in your feed just like normal. And if you have a moment and want to take the time to rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice, we always appreciate your support. More dress coming your way next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.